Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Sober. This is Busy Chance, also known as Elizabeth Chance. And today is episode 312. And it, today's title is Getting Into Action. It's time to get into action. And we are sponsored today by Soberlink. Each and every person in the fight against alcohol addiction has their own reason for recovery. Maybe it's a husband, wife, daughter, son, mom, dad, best friend, colleague, job, hobby, or just yourself. Whatever your reason for recovery, we're all in this together. On Busy Living Sober, our podcast's mission includes building a strong community and breaking the stigma that's associated with addiction. That's why I've teamed up with Soberlink to expand and strengthen our community even further. Soberlink is a remote alcohol monitoring technology created to help provide accountability for people in recovery. The system includes a high-tech breathalyzer device with facial recognition that allows you to share your sobriety in real time with loved ones who can offer support in the event of a slip or relapse. Soberlink has helped hundreds of thousands of people document proof of sobriety in real time to help rebuild trust and foster peace of mind. Soberlink is currently building a strong community of people in recovery. Get inspired and inspire others today by joining the community at www.soberlink.com BLS for busy living sober. So getting into action, it's like, I don't know. It's crazy. I'm totally late today. It's Wednesday, September 7th. I've normally put out my podcast by now, as all my loyal listeners know. But today, I'm a little late. And the reason being is that I got into action. I got into action. Instead of getting into the same BS complaining about my life. Um, I don't know if any of you can relate to this, but you get to this place where you're constantly complaining about the same thing, right? So I was complaining about how unhappy I was. I have been living on Amelia Island for, mm, I think it's been 18, not even 18 months. I think I was technically there maybe 15 months, but anyway, needless to say, I got there and it was not what I thought it was going to be. In fact, it was really hard because of any of you guys that know me, know that I'm pretty busy. I've got a lot of energy. And I was taken to this place that was literally just like time stood still. People were going there literally, I think, to die. Um, it's the last stop on the bus. Um, so for me, and I don't drink, right? So a lot, that's what a lot of people do there. And I don't think that they drink alcoholically, but they drink. And I don't drink. And I don't, um, I'm not going to be a professional golfer. And I'm not going to play tennis all the time. It's just not my gig. I'm not there yet. I'm turning 54 soon, but I'm not 74 or 84 or 64 for that matter. And I'm not ready to go just sit around and play tennis and play golf and just say that's it. And I was sitting there for months just bitching and complaining about how horrible it was and how I hated it. And I was doing it because I wanted to support my husband. He likes it there. Not so much me. And, um, I had been sitting there and sitting there and just mulling things over and just feeling sorry for myself and complaining all the time to anybody who would listen. 
And it was, um, God, it was crazy because I was literally, I was, I was so depressed. I, I, I'd never been really depressed in my life, but I was so depressed and lost and felt like, oh my gosh, I've gotten sober. I've raised these kids and this is what my life's going to be now, like now. I'm going to be sitting in my house, which was lovely. The island is lovely. It's beautiful. If you're ready to just sit back and do nothing, it's great. There's no like real shopping. There's no, there's not like people out and about doing fun, like running around all the time. And, um, there wasn't a ton of recovery there. And I was just completely alone. And I, Felt so depressed that I actually went to the doctor and which I recommend people doing if you're depressed. So I went to the doctor and I got on, um, an, an anti, um, what do you call it? Depression. Mag I got on Wellbutrin cause I was so sad and I'm like, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? And I finally, I want to say a month ago, maybe three weeks ago, um, I went down to Delray and Delray Beach, Florida, and I got an Airbnb and I just walked around and, you know, there's a lot of shopping. It's close to other cities that are nearby. I can be in Miami. I can go to Palm Beach. I can do whatever. Um, West Palm Beach. I can go inland. I can go to the other coast. And so we came here and we really liked it. And I finally said, I need to get a little apartment here. And I did it. I got a little apartment here. It's small. It's, um, it's not really, it's nothing to write home about, but it was an action. And I put myself in this position, even though I was kind of scared. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm jumping to another city again. And what are people going to think about me? I've lived in Fort Lauderdale now. Amelia Island and now I'm in Delray and what is wrong with me? But I think that that's what we're supposed to do. Maybe when our kid, like we're done with one part of our life, we go to the next part and we're like, we try things out and we figure out, okay, this doesn't work. This does work. This doesn't work. And so, um, it was my ego. It was shame that kept me there. I think it was people pleasing with my husband. It was, um, it wasn't being my authentic self. It was, um, it was, needless to say, it wasn't good. And so I rented this place. I came here and the crazy thing is I did that and things are starting to open up for me all over the place. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I have big news next week that I'll tell you if this thing follows through that I'm supposed to do at the end of the week and I'll tell everybody about that next week, but I'm not going to jinx myself. But you know, all these amazing things are opening up and it's just because I finally got into action. It wasn't like I was getting into thinking anymore. I had been thinking about this long like literally pretty much since the minute my husband moved up me there I was like what are we doing I remember standing in this kitchen going no I don't want to do this I don't want to do this but he kept going and I was like okay I guess I'll just follow your lead and I'll, I'll, I'll try and do this and I tried to do it and it was like no 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 I am a city person I love to be around people they're what inspire me, helping other people, saying hi to people, 
walking all around town. Um, I just love all that. And I didn't have that where I was living. And it was literally sucking like the air out of me. I was like, <gasps> and you know, I don't drink. And the fact that I even, I, at one point I was like, maybe I should, well, what if I did drink? What really would happen if I did? That's crazy, isn't it? I haven't had a drink in 16 years, but I thought about it. I was like, you know, maybe I'd feel better if I did that because this isn't working. You know, this is not working. Me sitting here in my house 24 hours a day, you know, thinking about what I can do. What can I do? And there was no way to, it was just, it wasn't my jam. It wasn't my jam. And I tried it. And I tried it. But I think instinctually we all know what's right and what's wrong, right? We all know that. We all know what makes us tick and what doesn't make us tick. But we do things for other people so that they're happy, but then we're not happy. It's, you know what I mean? It's kind of crazy. And I don't want to say, like, I'm, I don't want to be selfish, right? I, I want to be aware of my spouse's wants and needs. But at what point do we go, wait a minute, it's too much because now we're off balance again, right? So now I'm taking care of all of you and I'm not taking care of me and I'm just like floating away and not just dying over here on the, on the vine. And when does it come to like even again? Because that's when I'm happy, right? It's called serenity. It's called bliss. It's called being even. It's called getting what I need in my tank to fill me up, which is not alcohol or drugs, it's humans. I love humans. I might be weird because I know there's a lot of people that I know that don't love humans and they're scared of humans and they'd rather sit at home by themselves and just do whatever they do by themselves. But that's not me. I am like, get me around people. I feel like inspired. I feel energetic. I feel not alone. I feel love. I feel like it's the way we're supposed to be. I think that our world today has put us so separate from each other. I think the social media thing and texting, all these things alienate us more than they bring us together, right? They don't bring us together. And I think social media makes us like judge people. And then even doing, you know, the texting thing, it's so hard, right? You text people and you don't even know how they're feeling, what they're thinking, because they're just words. And we assume when we see a certain word that they mean this, but in reality, they didn't mean that at all. It alienates us. It gets us alone. And as alcoholics, being alone is like isolation. I don't have to deal with other human beings. I can sit here and feed these crazy thoughts, have them go down my, right? We can feed the crazy thoughts, watch them go down, the, watch ourselves go down these rabbit holes where we're unhappy. We don't feel like we're enough. We feel sad. We feel lost. We feel alone. We feel judged. We feel just not like who we authentically are. And I did a lot of things while I was up on Amelia Island to make, to, to try and fit in a place that I knew I didn't fit. And it's kind of funny because I remember when I was first getting sober, I'm just thinking about this right now, actually. I remember that old saying of like trying to school, like tr trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. Like you keep pushing it, right? You keep pushing this and it does not 
fitting. You're like, why is it not fitting? And it's like, well, that's a circle, and this is a square, and a square doesn't fit in a circle as much as you push it. Maybe if you got something to shave it down, you know, maybe take things off about, take things, characters that characters about yourself that you maybe would shave off which I tried to do again um but it wasn't I couldn't do it I was always the square peg and it wasn't fitting in that round hole I wasn't fitting but I tried and it's so I feel like some of us get stuck and we don't change even though we know it's that action if we surrender, if we get into action and recognize what it is that's keeping us in this place where we don't fit. We don't all fit in the same things. As much as, you know, society today wants us all to believe the same exact thing. We're all different. I'm not a robot. I might not think the same way you do, and that's okay. And we think that, but I'm going to keep doing this and pretending to be something that I'm not so that you feel okay with me. No, that doesn't work. You're not being authentic. I think we get into this drinking habit because we're like, we don't feel comfortable. So we'll do whatever it takes to go into this place so we feel comfortable. How do we do it? Instead of walking into a room going, I feel confident about who I am. I'm not nervous. No, we go into a room, we're scared. We're thinking, oh my gosh, everybody's looking at me. I don't really fit here. I don't know these people. I'm just going to get a drink because it's going to make me feel better because I'm scared, right? Anxiety is just fear. I'm going to pick up that drink. And then because I fortunately or unfortunately, you know, triggered this thing in my brain and now I can't drink alcohol like a normal person whatever the hell that is but I I always drink too much and I always wake up the next day going what did I do who did I hurt what did I oh my gosh what did I say did I offend anybody but we use that alcohol and instead of just saying okay I'm not comfortable doing this anymore I'm not comfortable drinking the way I've been drinking I'm not comfortable going to these situations time after time after time. And I never feel comfortable. I completely feel judged. And I'm not going to do it anymore. Would that take a lot of courage? I think it would. To say, you know what, I'm done. I've tried to make it with these people and we don't fit. So what am I going to do? How am I going to take care of me? What am I going to do? What action do I need to do? Because all I've been doing is complaining to my spouse or my friends or my relatives about how much I hate this thing or that thing. I complain, 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 and I do nothing. And it's like, poor me, poor me, poor me, pour me a drink. I feel like shit about myself. I don't fit. This is uncomfortable. How can I be comfortable? But how can we find out how we're comfortable if we're constantly drinking or using? We can't. It's impossible because you've numbed yourself. When you're numb, 
and you put this humongous wall around your heart, which I used to do, and you put this wall around you, how are you ever going to figure out who you are and what makes you tick and what makes you happy? How? How do you do that if you're constantly numb? You can't. But sometimes when the numbness goes away, you wake up and you're like, this is not comfortable. I don't like what I'm doing. But what other people think about me is more important than the way I think about myself. I get up and I look in the mirror and I hate what I've done. And then somebody offers me a drink and I say yes. And then I hate myself again. And it's this total cycle of insanity. Constant. Over, over, over. We do it over and over and over again. And sometimes this happens when we're sober, which it just did for me. I was just literally living through, I felt like if this is all my life is going to be for the rest of my life, I'm just like, shoot me. I'm just done. Why am I going to do this anymore? Life isn't worth it anymore. I'm not happy. I can't do this. This is too much. This is too much. This sitting Thinking about me, thinking about my problems, thinking about everything. What does it do for me? Nothing. I just think and think and think and nothing happens. Because all I do is think about it. But I don't get into action. I don't put my, like, start walking. Whatever it is you want to change, right? Whatever it is you want to change. Let's say you have a resentment you've been carrying around for a really long time. And you're like, what am I going to do about it? Well, you're going to write it down. And you're going to look at it. And you're going to say, I'm going to change this. You know, it takes a lot to sit and recognize what our head is telling us. Right? I don't know if any of you can relate to this. But I have been trying to take time. And it's crazy. I'm gonna, this might sound crazy, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um... You take to take the time to go, okay, this is the thought I'm having. Is this thought real? Is this the truth? Is it not the truth? It's really taking the time to look at your own thoughts, right? It takes time to look at our own thoughts. Like to really sit back and go, okay, this is the thought I'm having. Because so many of us, at least I used to do this all the time, is I react I don't take the time to think about what I'm going to say, good, bad, or indifferent, and I don't think about it, so I just say it and then deal with it afterwards. Like, that's all, does that make sense that we do that? We just react and we don't think, and it takes time. Right? You like have to take a pause. I could be like, All right, do I need to say this? Do I need to say it now? Does it have to be said like this? Or even in my head, the thoughts that come racing through my head at all times, right? Oh my gosh, this is happening. That is happening. Do I have any control of this? Do I have any control of that? Oh my, all this craziness, these crazy thoughts. But until we can take a deep breath, recognize what the crazy thoughts are, 
right? I've got to look at what the thought is. is. That thought real? And it takes time. I swear to God, it's crazy. It's crazy. I um, I've been trying to do this a lot lately. Um, it's um, what I'm gonna be when I grow up. Does anybody relate to that? What am I gonna be when I grow up? Am I good enough? Am I bad enough? Here I am. I've raised three kids. They're off. They don't really need me that much, which is a good thing. But it left me alone thinking, oh my gosh, now what am I going to do? Now what do I do with my life? I just tell everybody, by the way, last week I committed and I am now taking a wellness course um, to be a wellness coach and think of alternatives rather than medicine, natural ways of healing our bodies. And I'm so excited. It's going to take six months and... Um, I'm doing it. It's going to be work. And, um, but I'm excited to do something that's, I've never done before. Right. I haven't really been to school since, I mean, I went to yoga school, but I haven't been to school school in a long time. So it's going to be interesting and I'm really looking forward to it. And, um, I think it's like a new wave of the future is no more, no longer just thinking about, going to a doctor doctor but talking to somebody about wellness and how we eat and what we're doing for exercise and you know the drinking aspect and what foods we're putting in our bodies and what foods we do that aren't good for us you know I just read something that like what is in like fast food and food that's been like not pasteurized but like you know like potato chips and that sort of thing that stuff is like, it's so bad for you and we eat it and we feed and we feed it to our families and it's just so bad for us. And then like McDonald's, but I get it. Everything else is so expensive. I had somebody come over today and I was talking to them about, I can't believe how expensive eggs are. I can't believe how expensive milk is. I mean, so many people are battling anxiety and the world is so expensive. It's of course happening, right? It's of course people are like, oh my God, everything is so darn expensive. How am I going to do this thing called life? And then people drinking, how can you pay to do drinks? And then the fentanyl, oh my God, that's crazy. They have this drugs now that look like Fruit Loops. What the hell is going on in our society? And we're letting it come over the border and people are just like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's fine. You know, China's going to take over us probably if we don't watch out and we don't pay attention to that more than all the other stupid shit that's going on in the world here in the United States. We've got to see what's going on. Like the people that are out there that are superpowers that could take us over and are sending drugs and killing our kids over the border. We're, they're just bringing it in and nobody's stopping them. They're not saying, hey, by the way, we might need to vet you and see who you are. Like you get vetted to uh, join a club. You get vetted to be in certain different um, social settings, but we're not gonna vet the people that we're allowing come into our country. Is that crazy? I don't know, call me crazy. I just think it's a little weird that we're letting this all go on right now. And they're bringing in these drugs that are killing our kids, killing our kids. And it doesn't matter how old the kids are. Somebody's told me like somebody that's in elementary school ate one of those things and it was laced with fentanyl and died. And these aren't people we don't know. These are people we know. These are our neighbors. And we're just sitting back and letting it happen. It's crazy. It's crazy. 
you know, I have to say that I'm getting out there and I'm trying to change other things besides just the way that people look at sobriety because I am, um, I don't keep my mouth shut a lot, as you can tell. And um, it's time to change. It's time for change. I think our whole society of the United States, we need to do like a 360 or something and um, to focus on what's really important, which is our families and our health and the way we treat ourselves and the way we take care of ourselves as human beings instead of being all about the social media, which is so detrimental to all of us. I think it's just like the most evil thing in the entire universe is social media. And, um, so many of my friends lately are totally off of it, by the way. So many of my friends, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I've been talking to so many of my friends and they're like, I don't even go on there anymore. I'm like, me either. And they're like, it just makes me feel bad about myself. I'm like, I totally agree. I watch it and I'm like, look at their life. It looks so perfect. Well, let's face it. Nobody's life is perfect. Nobody. I always say this. It's kind of bad. I hope nobody gets offended by this, but you know what I always say? It's like, nobody's perfect. Even the queen of England. Okay, let's face it. Her son's a pedophile. And, you know, let's face it. Like, nobody is coming out of this thing called life unscathed. Okay, we all are going to have something. But what are you willing to do to take care of you? What? I'm pointing at you if you're watching me on YouTube or on my website. What are you going to do? How are you going to take care of you? How are you going to get out of this whole thing that you've been dealing with for so long and you've been spinning and you're unhappy and you feel terrible and you've been playing the same tapes over and over and over again and people are like, I don't want to hear it anymore. What are you going to do about it? Where are you? Where's your action? What are you going to do? Are you going to get in action? It's time. Get in action. It's not get into think. Get into action. If you move your feet if you do something different, it can be as small as deciding that I'm going to drive to work a different way. I'm going to go buy my groceries at a different store. I'm going to see who I meet at that different store. I'm going to do something different that makes me feel okay. Because I'm sick of feeling bad about myself. I'm sick of feeling bad about what's going on around me. And I can sit here and can complain or I can do something. Like we all just sit here and just watch. And it's like, what are we going to do? Are we just going to talk or are we going to get into action? Action is the key. I can't even believe that I finally got my butt off the couch on Amelia Island and did something different. It was uncomfortable. I have to tell you, even moving to this apartment, I was so scared. I'm like, this is the right thing. Should I just stay on Amelia Island because it's what I should do and I should just do it for another couple of months? I'm like, oh my God, I only live one time. I only live one time and if I'm going to continue doing this, I might as well just go put a gun to my head because I can't do it for five more minutes. I can't feel badly about myself anymore. I can't feel lost and alone anymore. I had to do something and as scared as, and as anxious as I was, I had to walk past that. You have to walk through it. You can't walk over it and you can't walk under it. You got to walk through it. You've got to get into action. You've got to take care of you. If this booze has been in your way for so long and you've been telling people, or let's just even say you're not even telling anybody but yourself, the thoughts are going through your head. And the most, the person that I told the most, of course, about all this was JF, my husband. I, that's who I told it to the most. I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I mean, he did say, I have to admit, you know what he said? He goes, if you don't get a place, then I'm going to. 
because we're going to end up divorced. And it was true. I was going to end up divorced because I was trying to make everybody else happy. And I wasn't, I wasn't recognizing what was important to me. And if it's important to you, I'm not saying we're supposed to be selfish. I understand there's people we have to think about when we make choices and we make this, when we make decisions, but at what cost? There has to be a common medium. There has to be a way to get to this level playing field so that everyone feels okay. Not just one person. We're no, we're no, we don't live in a hierarchy. Just because someone has a title does not mean that they're better than you. Okay? You have to remember that. No one's better than you. We're all together on this. Somebody may have more money than you. Somebody may have less money than you. Somebody may have, um, you know, bigger cars than you, than you, bigger house than you do. Who gives a shit? The reality is, is that we're all humans and it's all about coming together and loving each other. But we can't love the person next to us if we don't love ourselves. If we don't take care of us, who's going to do it? Who? Where's that going to come from if we don't take care of ourselves? I don't know. I don't think it's going to come from anybody else. I think we have to do it for ourselves. And I think that the people we, that love us will be there to support us 110% because they're going to see something changing us. There's going to be a light. There's going to be a switch that they're going to say, oh my gosh, they're doing something differently. They're not talking about doing something differently. They're actually doing something differently. Are you going to do that? You know, this month is Alcohol Awareness Month. I feel like every month for me is Alcohol Awareness Month. But, you know, what are we going to do? When are you going to put your needs first? When are you going to say, I don't care what all my friends think if I quit drinking? Not my problem, what they think. I'm going to do something for me. I'm going to get into that action. And I'm not going to think about it anymore. I'm just going to do it. Think about it. Think about your action today. All right, I'm late. I've got a crazy, you know, I haven't even unpacked certain things. It's, you know, it's been 30 minutes. I've been on for 30 minutes. It's Wednesday, September 7th, 2022 at quarter to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And busy's got to go get busy doing something else right now. But I want to tell you that if you're listening, reach out if you feel alone. I promise you I will write you back. I promise you I will write you back. I'm getting my coaching, more certifications and more certifications so I can help you guys even more. Um, I want you to know that you are not alone. I know how it feels to be stuck and feeling like, oh my gosh, this is it. I know what it feels like to be like, this is the end of the rope and I can't do this anymore. I know what all of that feels like and you are not by yourself. So reach out to me. You can reach me at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y at busylivingsober.com, which is the B-U-S-Y. Or you can reach me at Elizabeth, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H at elizabethchance.com. Both of those will get to me. And um, just know that you're not by yourself. And don't ever think you are because you're never alone. All you need to do is reach out. I promise I will respond. And I promise that things will change if you get into action. I couldn't believe how fast these things changed. And I have something exciting to tell you next week. I think I think it's going to happen. In fact, I know it's going to happen, but I don't want to talk about it anyway. It's not out there yet. But anyway, next week. So tune in next week to hear what the big news is. And, um, you know that you're not alone. Love you guys. Love all my supporters. You know who you are. Wink, wink. And, um, 
I couldn't do this without you guys. And please know that these two will pass. Everything will pass. And you're okay. You're going to be okay. I promise. You're going to be better than okay. So thanks, everybody, again. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share it with your friends. And know that um, I'll be back next week. So I'll talk to you all next week. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Take care. And keep getting busy living sober. Take care, everybody. Bye.